It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven a deep left. For the line, she is gone. Aaron Judge, line one right down the line. Swung on and line to right center field. It is a base hit. Grounding third, scoring kind of from left. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Hello, everybody, and rejoice, Yankee fans. The World Series parade is back on. We had a pretty thrilling win last night. Sean and Ryan are back with another episode of the Bomber Brothers podcast. Brought to you by WFAN and Odyssey. We're recapping the Rays series that was shaping up to be what felt like rock bottom for the Yankees and then Josh Donaldson and an ultimate display of redemption after the brutal offensive season he's had gives us the only the third true walk-off grand slam in Yankee history, meaning they were down by three runs before the grand slam was hit. We were in attendance for the last game. The last time it happened when, uh, when Giambi did it in 2002, but uh, Sean, before we get to some of the more, I don't know, I guess, harsher realities about the team as a whole that they've shown before that swing from Donaldson, just like what, what was what was your reaction to what I mean, what has to be the, the biggest swing of the Yankee season? Uh, I mean, the big swing in, in more ways than one. Right. It swung the, the game and it sw- swung that series because the Yankees lose last night. All of a sudden, that AL East lead is down to what, eight? They're yeah. sitting at nine and and now it's back up to 10. So, um, you know, that's huge. The, the team really needed that. And uh, yeah, and my, my reaction was I started clapping. I was afraid I was going to wake, wake the wife up, but I don't think I did. So I'm not in the doghouse this morning. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was just super elated, you know, Don- Donaldson. We haven't kept it any secret. It annoys the crap out of us here on the Bomber Brothers podcast, but uh you know, all that annoyance was worth it for 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 one day. For one day, it was it was all right. And you know, there was a lot in that game to get hopeful about. There were some better swings from Judge. There was a home run from Rizzo. Glaber had a couple good swings, but then it was also mixed in with some maddening things too, like Glaber swinging at the first pitch and grounding into a double play after Judge walks on four pitches with the bases loaded and. You know, some of the decisions later in the game frustrated me. Um, But, 
you know, overall, just take it and get the good vibes going again, going into this uh, another big series now with uh, with another team that's only 10 games back, Toronto. The, the Yankees need to take care of business uh, in that series. It would have only been nine. Um, I, I think if the Yankees had lost yesterday or nine and a half, something like that. So yeah, it would have uh, been nine. Toronto beat the uh, surging Orioles yesterday afternoon. So yeah, would have been would have been down to, to single digits heading into a, a four game series. So so just key to get the win. Huge huge home runs from Rizzo and and Donaldson, and and that's what we've been missing is big home runs. Um, even Judge, we've seen this series has left his comfort zone and started to press because I think he kind of feels like he has to be Superman, and. That's because the Yankees are not doing anything else around him. But for one night, let's go crazy, folks. Yeah, it was definitely something to be celebrated. And I think it was also a release for much of the Yankee fan base because there's been so little to cheer about lately. I mean, the offense has just been pitiful, like maddening to watch to the point where even I personally uh Tuesday night when Nestor gives up the three-run home run in the first inning, part of me almost felt this little sense of relief, like, all right, maybe I can just turn the game off because I just don't feel like watching this team right now. When earlier in the year, a a three-run home run in the first inning wouldn't really have uh, done too much to shake my outlook for the rest of the game because I knew the Yankees had such a good bullpen and the offense would be able to get themselves back in the game. That just hasn't been the case lately because the offense has been so bad. And the bullpen has been so bad. We saw more bullpen problems last night with Chapman, who had fu- actually been looking looking really good just in time to take over, potentially take over a closer spot with Holmes going to the IL. But he did some of his typical Chapman things last night. But like you said, plenty to plenty to be hopeful about. Glaber's been struggling so badly lately. He gets a two-run home run. He has a big single around the uh, frustrating strategy at the, at the plate in that, in the big spot that you mentioned. And we had Rizzo get a home run Donaldson, of course. Um, so yeah, there's, there's plenty of reason to, uh, to be excited for at least one night and hope that it lasts more than one night. I mean, a thrilling, a thrilling win like this, I feel like it certainly wake up a clubhouse and, and hopefully wake up an offense now that the Yankees, Scored eight runs last night. That's just one shy of their run total over the last seven games before that. So hope, hopefully that can wake the team up. Yeah, I mean that. You, you know, I, we've kind of talked. Baseball is built on confidence. When you're when you're, especially when you're hitting and and, and pitching, it's it, it's all confidence based. And maybe this game gets guys like Donaldson and Glaber and and Rizzo feeling better about themselves at the plate. And now they go up there not. You know, gripping the sawdust out of the bat, but feeling like, hey, I, I just had a great game yesterday and go out, rinse and repeat today. And, uh, you know, we'll 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 see. Uh, I think there was a lot to clean up, like I said, but um, overall, there were some some signs of them starting to come out of it, um, you know, yesterday. And I, I, I want to say, like, the first two games were were pretty, pretty tough watches, but. I think the I I just want to say the Yankee fans did a great job at the start of the first two games. Like I always feel like 
the fans' obligation is to kind of give the team a boost of energy when the when the game starts. And the Yankees fans really tried to do that in the first two games. They were fired up. They were into it. Um, but, you know, as as the game went on, obviously, let your frustration show, man. It was it, it wasn't wasn't pretty. But uh, kudos to the fans for for sticking with the team that, you know, that that are, are showing up and and still going crazy because, uh, you know, that's New York supposed to be a tough place to play and. Um, they certainly booed the hell out of some guys <laughs> this week and, and deservedly so, but, uh, you know, they go, you know, that's, that's what you want to do. You want to go into every game as a team kind of having flipped the page. And now hopefully when they flip the page, there's a little less pressure because, uh, they're, they're coming off a, a big win. Yeah. It's certainly a better display from the fans than when things were going tough. What was the last year when they're literally throwing trash on the field. So, so good job, not doing, not doing that again. I'm just, I'm just applauding their, their energy to start the two games. Like we've seen some heinous crap out of the Yankee fans with IKF's family and harassing people online. Like, yeah, no, it's, and it's, there's little, there was little reason for, for optimism before Josh Donaldson swing last night, just because of how terrible the Yankees have looked offensively. I mean, they had a six game losing streak when their starters threw a quality star. That's just how bad the, the offense has been. They were on, um, what was it? A stretch of, they were on a stretch of seven games where they had scored nine runs on only 35 hits. And Katie Sharp had the note that that was the worst seven game stretch in franchise history in both the runs and hits department, just to give you a sense of how putrid the offense has been, which was the mightiest in baseball just a couple months ago. And like, I I don't want to, I don't know. I don't want to throw cold water on what was a super exciting moment. One of the best wins of the season, probably the biggest hit of the season, but this is still a team that has, a lot of problems. I mean, you look at some of their mainstays in the lineup that aren't going anywhere that, that will be there come October. And Donaldson had the big grand slam last night, but he has, what was he three for 28 before that hit. So hopefully that gets him going, but otherwise his full season sample size could suggest that it might not get him going, but it might just be a a big moment. He's going to be there. IKF has been so bad that, Aaron Boone decides to pinch hit Aaron Hicks, which is a decision we can get into more later on, but he's, he's more than likely going to be there. Benintendi is probably one of your steady outfielders. He hasn't been producing much at all. And honestly, looking at his Babbitt before he came over here, he was a candidate to, to regress a little bit. He's got an OPS now down to 768. Torres has struggled badly before last night of late and it was great that he had such a great first half to the season but he also had two full seasons before that where he was struggling at the plate so you don't know what you're going to get from him and then Hicks in center field who seems like is getting phased out a bit with Floriel getting called called up and maybe they're hoping Bader's ready soon but I mean those are those are a lot of bats that I just named that have not been producing much at all that are probably going to be starters in in a playoff game so that that's that's a little concerning yeah i mean i i agree i'm glad they're starting to and you know we had talked about this last episode they they brought marinaccio back up to help the bullpen instantly paid dividends by the way the guys they put in the lineup not so much but you know we'll we'll see 
what Mr. Oswaldo and uh, and Floreal can do. But I'm glad that they're trying new things out and and um, and going in a different direction in some spots. We'll see what the lineup looks like tonight. But it seems like they'll get DJ back, who uh, I'll tell you, in his pinch hitting appearance, really looked looked fine. And yeah. You know, I, I will say, like, of the guys you mentioned, I was really impressed with Benintendi's at-bat in the seventh inning last night, working the walk ahead of Judge. He was down early in that count and and fought back, and he had a double last night, too. Um, so, you know, maybe – and he had a triple the night before or, or two nights before, I forget, which I think it was two nights before, yeah. right? He scored the the run, the first run. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, the only run of the first two games, I should say. But um, yes, on the error. Yeah, on the error. So, but you know, he's starting to hit the ball a little bit. And if you get DJ back and Stanton back, you know, all of a sudden you can you you can say, hey, this guy is now a role player kind of hitter. He's not a you know he's not a leadoff hitter. You don't you don't really want to rely on him at the top of the lineup. You'd rather have DJ there. So, hopefully, you know, tonight they get Lemayhew back and you can roll out Lemayhew Judge. Rizzo and and you know that that's a, at least a, a full third of a lineup that looks pretty good, um, but yeah, there's there's tons of problems here. I, I you know I, I think they should look elsewhere at third base for the moment. Maybe Donaldson gets going, maybe he doesn't. But I think uh, you know giving Oswaldo a shot is probably uh, probably the right thing to do right now. And and at center field, I don't know what they're thinking. They put. Hicks in the doghouse for for two games and then pinch hit him in a huge spot in the ninth when, you know, you just you, you IKF actually would have been fine. It was weird because the spot where you're like, oh, I'm glad IKF is up, but he probably should bunt. They let him swing away, and I hate bunting, but I mean in that spot, especially with Benintendi and his bat to ball skills, he, he it would have been a sack fly. They they let wait. What did no? That was I forget anyway, but. That his, you know, they let him swing away. It doesn't work out. And then the next time he comes up where you're like, I'm, you know, I just need a runner. They put Hicks in, which is weird because Hicks hasn't, you know, has been terrible and he strikes out on a ball that catcher can't handle. But, you know, you got to try something else. At least Floreal gives you an option that has some upside. Like, I don't think Tim LaCastro has enough upside where you feel good about him in the lineup. You think Floreal could catch a heater. I know he's been slumping, though. So make, making some adjustments is definitely a positive, which we were clamoring for. And um, I don't know. Do they do they bring up Peraza in a couple of days when they're I don't know. What, what is the date that they're eligible to do that? But um, I actually know, think it's tomorrow. OK, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is wasabi technology wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the red Sox and nhl teams like the bruins and vancouver canucks even the liverpool football club is getting in on wasabi action so why is wasabi the mvp well wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Yeah, I think. Well, we'll see if they they bring them up. But at this point, come on, man, we got to get some real hitters in the lineup. So, yeah, I, I think I think the Hicks, I think the Hicks era needs to be over. I, I I don't think I don't think they can give Hicks any more any more chances. I mean, this hit complete rock bottom on um, Monday on Monday night. He was with, shattered. Yeah, and and look, honestly, all the credit to Hicks in the world because he has constantly talked in depth like this whole season anytime he's been asked by by the media i i hope i hope this i'm getting his name right but chris kirshner the new one of the new uh beat writers for the athletic had a pretty lengthy discussion with hicks recently about his terrible season where he was like just breaking down how how horrible it's been and how frustrating it's been and then he makes that terrible play in in center field where he gets turned around three different times on a fly ball that results in the only run given up of the night by Cole and then he had the ground out with the bases loaded and that was his fourth time grounding into a double play with the bases loaded this season that's the most in the majors but he gets up you know he tied with tied with another Yankee oh yeah who who was who was he tied with uh I can't remember Torres Torres yes that yeah um but yeah and then he you know he faces faces the music right after right after the game so he's uh, you know he's obviously a, a professional he's just unfortunately not looking like a professional hitter right now and hasn't really all season and it's certainly bled over into his defense cuz he he used to be a much more valuable center fielder and it should not be this much of um a drastic drop off just because of age like this is clearly something more i think the yankees i think the yankees need need to be done with it so sure run run floriel out there um i don't know what the outlook's going to be for stan when he comes back uh, i could imagine they're probably going to dh him most of the time and that's probably the right move because you just can't risk losing him again just because look at what this lineup looks like without him so he's probably going to be your dh which means which means you're probably going to need to keep putting Judge in center field, Benintendi in left, and um, or Judge in right, Benintendi in left, and Hicks or Floreal in in um, in center. I don't some something to that effect, I guess. But it, I, I just, I don't want to see any more any more Hicks. Yeah, I, I it bums me out too because Hicks is one of those guys that I really like. Uh, I don't want to say personally because I don't know him, but I like his demeanor. And, you know, Hicks was a guy that needed Tommy John surgery, but he said F it, started throwing on his own and came back for the playoffs and actually provided a huge hit in 2019, one of the biggest home runs of that season and and had some really good at bats in the LCS. And, like, that's the kind of heart you want in a player. And the kind of accountability, too, like you're saying, he stands up in front of the locker. It's like everything you want in a baseball player in terms of accountability and, and drive, but he just hasn't been able to translate it into results, which is frustrating because we've seen the skill. 
um, you know, 2017, 2018, absolutely tremendous. And, you know, just, it, it hasn't worked out and, and that's, that's a shame, but yeah, that's, it's, it, you know, I think when they went and got Bader, they were kind of signaling their, their hand, but I still don't understand why you trade Montgomery for a guy in a walking boot. And Montgomery has been great in St. Louis so far, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's time to move on from, from AA Ron, I think. And, and that's a bummer, but it is what it is at this point. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to go from there, but I didn't understand. Um, I didn't understand the, the pinch hitting him. I think he, you know, I just think that that's not fair to him too. After not playing for two days, to, oh yeah, um, to put him in that situation and and whatnot. But anyway, um, yeah, that was a massive head head scratcher from from Aaron Boone there, and ha- who had another one? Now I'm blanking to, on it. But it, I mean, to me, the the I know. So Chapman walks the bases loaded, yes, and then yeah, he strikes yeah. out the next batter. And I understand, he, but he got just two you know, he uh, get me over slider that the guy just looked at. Mm-hmm. And then they bring up, uh, was it Mejia who hit the, the tr- uh, double base clearing double, who's yeah, such a he... better hitter right-handed. And you had Loisega who would have turned him around in the bullpen. And, you know, Chapman was a thrill. Of and he actually did look good that at bat. I have to say he had him down. Oh, two. Yeah, he got ahead. Oh, two. And then he had yeah. him look just about beat on, on a fastball. And it was just kind of a, emergency o2 hack that he was able to keep fair hitting the opposite way i mean that was just beyond deflating um luckily luckily the yankees had a rally in their bones but oh what a rally it was (laughs) yeah but yeah that that was that was kind of confusing to me but oh and then i also didn't understand after they after they pinch hit dj and he gets the first pitch hit they didn't they didn't even they put marwin into run which i was like and dj was hitting for florial it would have made so much sense to put hicks in that spot use him as a runner and then it's the center fielder but i don't know i did i don't know i'm i'm over i'm over boone everybody knows that i am not like don lagreca uh, saying that i want them to tank the season just so they fire boone that would be a good outcome from a terrible result but not what i want to happen I did um, not. I did not hear that. That yeah, he might asked, be the dumbest thing I'll hear all day. Would Yankee fans rather a make the playoffs or b miss the playoffs or whatever it was, but or go out in the first round after like falling into a wild card, but then they clean house. So I was like, yeah, that's that's the that's, dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. This team was off to like a 1998 level start to the yeah. regular season. As terrible as they've been, you can still see them beating any team in the American League in a playoff series outside of the Astros. And hopefully if they get healthy and start heating up again, you'll feel better about it. And this is also a team that let go of their last manager after getting one game away from the World Series. Who the hell cares if they make the playoffs or not? If they want to move on from a manager, they can still do it. Yeah. What an idiot. That's. So I mean, I, I I think it's time to move on. I thought it's time. That's to move fine. On. You don't have to tank but the damn season yeah, for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. It's, yeah. It's it's not like it's not like in another sport where you're like the second to worst team in the league and you're hoping to get to the worst so you can get the first round pick. You know what I mean? It's there's no point in losing in baseball. The last three managers the Yankees have gotten rid of, they did after that after they had reached the playoffs and won at least one playoff game. Two two of them lost in an elimination game. Like, oh man, 
That's really dumb. I hadn't heard that, but yeah, that was that was making the rounds yesterday. But you know that that was after the first two games of the series, which were super frustrating. One run combined. They had some chances. I felt like I felt like in the second game you started to see some signs of life. Like they had a couple opportunities, but I mean the offense has been pathetic. I, I thought making the moves to call guys up, even just to send a message, you, you know that this is unacceptable. Enough of this. Oh, we're fine. We got a blah blah blah. We made our deposits. Uh, enough of that. Enough. It's time. It's time to start winning some baseball games. So I'm glad they made the move to do that. Uh, and ironically, the one game they don't get the quality start is when they they snap the, yeah, <laughs> the <yeah>. streak. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I thought the first two games were extremely, extremely frustrating uh, and wasted good pitching performances from from Nestor and, and Cole. Um, obviously, the Cole performance should have been a shutout, but Hicks made made that error. Well, I don't even know. Did they rule it an error since he didn't get it? No, hand they, on the you ball? can't. It was yeah. a triple. Yep. So. Uh, very tough, but it's good to see that the, the starters have started to come back around a little bit. And hopefully now, if you get DJ back for this series and then Stanton back for the next series, it's enough offense where they can kind of get things going in a positive direction again. Um, but, you know, I, I think that's, to me, the most encouraging thing I've taken out of the last two series is that the rotation seems to be settling back in. Yeah, absolutely. Cole continues to dominate Tampa. He looked he looked really good, really really good, and Cortez just makes that makes that one mistake and to uh, Rosarena, who's been really heating up for um, for the Rays of late, and Nestor, who was still able to give you seven innings. I mean, what what more could could you have asked for? And then Albert Abreu gave you two scoreless innings. What the hell was where the hell did that come from? That was a that was a pleasant surprise also. But of course the Yankees just couldn't get anything done offensively. But I, I think, you know, I feel like it's hard not to look at every aspect of the Yankees without, you know, without putting an eye towards October and how it would look in a playoff series. And I think at least starting pitching wise, you've had I know he's had his hiccups, but you have you have Cole. As your legitimate game one starter, Nestor's been fantastic all year. He's a, he's a good game two guy, and if Severino gets healthy, he's another pitcher I would have I would have faith in in a game three, and then um, and then Montas. for well Montas, yeah, if if he can settle in and get used to his to his new surroundings, he was certainly better last time out, but still not great. So hopefully that continues to trend in that direction, and and all of a sudden the Yankees have a pretty solid rotation that I think can can stack up with a lot of others in a playoff series. And then it just becomes about, you know, the bullpen getting back on track and the offense waking up. But I certainly feel a lot better about the the rotation than I did, what was it, three weeks ago or something when they were just collectively scuffling. But I, I think uh, I think that's I think that's a solid group right there. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Listen, if you can, it's funny. We win one game and we're like, well, this is the strategy for October. <laughs> but uh, I mean, even if they lost yeah. yesterday, it would still be about, I mean, they're still going to the playoffs. Well, yeah. Um, not if Donald Greco has anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you go into October with the rotation that you just said and the arms they have in the bullpen, and they still have to straighten some things out out there. That's I don't like the way that they're going about it right now, but they need to figure out who they can trust and who they can't. But there's enough talent there where I feel like they should have it down by October. So if you go in with the bullpen and the rotation that that we're, we're talking about, and then you get LeMahieu, uh, Bader, and Stanton, and Carpenter back into the lineup, now all of a sudden that's a team, we're like, okay. we Again, we haven't done enough to become the favorite at this point, but now we're now we're competing again. And that's that's important. Because you think about it, you would have I, I like Glaber a lot, but I'm kind of getting tired of Glaber, man. He to me, I, I I tweeted this last night. He's like the epitome of the Yankees. He has so much potential, so many good flashes, but there's there's some real flaws there that hold hold it back from being a consistent superstar. And uh last night was a perfect example. Hits a home run, then it does something completely boneheaded in, in his next at bat. But I mean, if you if you run out. You're going to have Rizzo, LeMahieu, and then what else in the infield? Like if Glaber's hot, you could play Glaber at second and LeMahieu at third. But I mean, may, I mean maybe Donaldson's going to be the third baseman. Is he? What I if think so? What what if uh, what if Oswaldo gets hot? Look at look at what's going on with the Braves. Look what's going on like the Mets. Like these rookies are making impacts for them. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Beatty hit the home run for the Mets in his first at bat. Um, but you know, let's let's have some perspective. Tyler Austin did that too. Yeah, I know he's a much more hype prospect than 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 Austin was, but but, but yeah, it's I it is absolutely possible for rookies to come on and make an impact. I mean, we saw we saw Shane Spencer, not a hype prospect at all, spent nine years in the minor leagues, came up in September of of a historic season and carried the team out of a funk and then was a huge impact in, in the next playoff series. He eventually cooled down dramatically, but so, you know, it's, it's certainly a possibility. I just don't see the Yankees m- moving on from Donaldson because of a is glove and B because they probably just won't be able to get past the fact of how much they're paying him. Well, we'll see, but also, I mean, who knows? They could call up Peraza tomorrow. He could come in and take IKF's job, but now, Please all of a sudden, do. <laughs> now all the, now all the, now all of a sudden you have, all right, let's let's leave third base out of it. But you have Peraza at short, Lemayhew at second, Rizzo at first, Judge in center, uh, Judge in right, Benintendi in left, and Giancarlo at DH and Trevino at at catcher. Now you only have two give ups in in the lineup. And Bader, I don't know, I haven't seen him play enough to to see his at bats, but I'd still be really missing Carpenter. Oh yeah, I forgot about Carpenter. Judge in center, Carpenter in right. 
Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. Let's I mean, roll. Are, are they going to are they going to have is Carpenter going to be able to play the field coming back from a foot fracture? I think I think there's, there's going to be uh, some tough you know tough choices or quote unquote risks that might have to be made when it comes to Carpenter and Stanton because only one of them could DH if they're both if they're both back and they're both certainly impact bats that need to be in the lineup. So it'll, it'll be interesting. Have them rotate. There's enough. Well, actually there's less off days in the postseason schedule this year, but yep. you know, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I never get worried about too much talent. I, no, no, of course not. That's, I hate, I hate when people say, Oh, where, where is everybody going to play? Yeah. As if, as if the Yankees haven't given you enough recent evidence to know that injuries are going to happen and you probably shouldn't, uh, Probably shouldn't be worrying about that. The 96 Yankees had Tim Brains, Daryl Strawberry, Charlie Hayes, like established good major league players on the bench. Yeah. And by game three of the World Series, they had two of their steady starters on the on the bench and in uh in favor of those other guys and helped turn the series around. So you never know who you're gonna need in, in what spot. Yep. But uh all right, moving on. We've got a big Big series coming up. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe so you can hear our reactions to that come come Sunday or Monday. But a four-game set with the Blue Jays. This is a chance to, to put them away for good. They haven't been playing particularly well, much like, much like the Yankees, not to that extent. But they have a 10-game lead on Toronto, four games coming up at the stadium. You've got you've got Barrios in the season, in the series opener. And he has not been good this year. And you have a chance for Montas to pitch in front of the home crowd and hopefully get himself on on track. So I think it's got to start. It's got to start tonight with a win. Get a get a winning streak. Keep this good momentum going. Hopefully the offense could tee off against a struggling starter who's got an ERA over five and a half. And I, I think yeah, I think they they need, they need to set the tone tonight. Tonight to me is the biggest game of the year. Because you're coming off a big win after a terrible streak. You're going up against the pitcher you should beat. And you got your big trade deadline acquisition going on the mound. Yankees win tonight. They blow that lead up to 11 over Toronto. And you feel really good about things moving forward. Because they went back-to-back games for the first time in about three years. And and you, I'm going to assume, feel like, hey, Montas has, look, his first start. Had a death in the family, barely got to know oh, the catcher. I completely wiped, I completely brushed that. that Second one off. start at, at Fenway, not terrible, not great, but it's okay. Come home tonight, pitch really well. I'm sure the fans are going to be into it and take advantage of a pitcher that they should beat. Maybe gets the offense going, get a little more confidence. That would be huge. If they lose tonight, you're going to be saying, What we can't even beat Barrios, who I used to love when he was younger and good, but can't even beat Barrios. And your your trade deadline acquisition stinks. It's, it's just a big game tonight. No, I'll be for for uh, my mental health. It's a big game. I'll be saying more than that if they lose, because then I'm thinking, oh great, so now Friday we've got Gosman going for the Blue Jays and Tyone's got to yeah, Tyone's got to face that Toronto lineup, and then all of a sudden you're at risk of losing the first two. Luckily, they have uh, Cole and Nestor lined up for the final two games of the series. But, you know, that's why tonight is so big, because even if they do drop Friday's game, which is John and Susan Bobble talking bobblehead day, we're super excited about that. But even if you lose that game, then at least, you know, you have 
Nestor and and Cole lined up for the for the last two games, and you still are feeling good about their chances of of taking the series. Well, feeling good might be a stretch because the Yankees have found a way to spoil a lot of good starts from their starters lately. But again, this is operating with a new rejuvenated sense of optimism after last night that maybe they can wake up the bats and and turn things around. And this this would be a big time to do it to bury another. AL East team. I know the Rays now are neck and neck with the Blue Jays. So, but you just got out of a series with them and you still have a double digit lead over them. So, win this series, bury Toronto, and let's get back to the, uh, to the, the good vibes that we had back in June or early July. Well, they, they got, they have to, not only for that, but Monday, Tuesday, you're walking into Scherzer and DeGrom. Yeah. So, that's uh, that's that's going to be a uh, nerve wracking. I mean, is it? It's just going to be the offense probably going to be putting you to sleep. I, I want to go Tuesday. I've never seen Degrom pitch in person before. I'm not even going to watch the Yankees. I just want to go see Degrom pitch, and hopefully the Yankees will surprise me by the end of the game. But yeah, um, yeah, we'll we'll see. Tonight's huge, and you know, Friday stacked. Tonight stacked in the Yankees' favor. Friday stacked in the Blue Jays' favor. You're going Friday, right? Yeah, nice Friday and Tuesday for DeGrom. Nice. I'll probably see you there on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I mean, let, let's let's take uh three out of four here. And look, they win tonight, you're gonna feel a heck of a lot better going into the weekend because you won back to back games against division opponents, and you're gonna feel better about the offense, most likely if they put up a spot tonight, which they can. They have the ability to do that, especially you get LeMayhew back. Um and you know we'll we'll see where we where we go from there, but uh, but we'll see. It's it's a big game tonight, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching a game for the first time in a while. Um, not, nah, I shouldn't say that. I, honestly, I I go into every game thinking tonight's the night where they're going to turn it around, and like it takes me a little while to get over it. But I kind of think feel like as a fan, that should be your mindset. Like piss and moan about it for couple hours after then let's let's go like let's have some fun it's baseball it's a game and um you know we're we're lucky to get to watch because in you know no matter how bad they play no matter how frustrating 2021 was when baseball went away when the yankees were you know after the world series ended i missed it the next day i was like shoot i wish there was a game tonight so enjoy it oh no let's have some fun all right. Well, who is going to have the most fun on the Yankees this this weekend? Who who gets the belt? And we well, have to give it to Donaldson. Yeah, yeah. The bringer of rain after the rain. The lay. Yeah. That was <laughs> that, that is some cosmic stuff, man. The That's Yankees right. are back. <laughs> um, let's see. This series, I will. I'm I'm going to go with uh, the toe man. I'm going to go with LeMahieu. I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, look, foot stuff and Yankees have a good history. They do. So, so I'm going to go with with DJ to have. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with seven hits this series. DJ is going to have. Yankee foot stuff goes all the way back to Joe DiMaggio in in the late '40s when he uh, couldn't walk, and then he got out of the hospital bed that one random morning, and he felt good and rushed up to Fenway and like dominated the Red Sox for that big series. So. Yeah, and then as recently as Luke Voigt in 2020. But I'm going to go – I'll go with Donaldson, back-to-back belt. This wakes him up against his former team. He has a big series and uh, and gets the Yankees back on track. Bob Odenkirk should become a Yankee fan. He's got a foot fetish from, from <laughs> what I've heard. 
All right. Well, uh, thanks to everybody for listening. We'll talk to you after this Blue Jays series. Hopefully this is the start of the turnaround and we will talk to you soon. Let's go Yanks.